Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you to this special episode here on the Fit Father Project and Fit Mother Project podcast. Today's episode is special because I'm going to be revealing to you my personal three-day water fasting protocol that I do ideally several times per year. I've done it once this year because it gives such profound benefits for just activating your immune system, activating stem cells, getting rid of cellular garbage. There's just a profound benefit to doing deeper fasting. And if you've been hanging around the FFP or FMP for some time, then you're no stranger to intermittent fasting. At the very least, maybe skipping breakfast and training fasted or maybe doing a dinner-to-dinner fast like we recommend in phase two of our programs and beyond. And all of that is great. There is such great benefit to allowing your body to have a balance between anabolic metabolism, where we're feeding calories, we're driving insulin, we're building things up, and then catabolic metabolism, where we're breaking things down, recycling things. This is what fasting is, is catabolic metabolism. And it's so important for longevity to activate these catabolic pathways. And 24 hours is great because it's something you do every single week. You just basically have dinner one day and you just drink water, coffee, green tea until dinner the next day. You get some benefits, but you get even more benefits as you go longer into the fast. And I think that a three-day fast is just a real sweet spot between getting maximum benefits without it being like a super, super long fast. There are some people that water fast for seven days, 10 days. There's even a case study of a man who water fasted for an entire year and lost several hundred pounds. So the body can survive in these things. And I need you to to know if it seems like a crazy thing that it might be dangerous for your health to go three days. That's not the case for most people. And before we get into some of the research-backed benefits, I want to mention who this kind of fasting is not appropriate for. So this kind of long-term fasting is appropriate for regular people, people who want to lose weight, improve their health, athletes. It is not safe for people who are pregnant, who are breastfeeding, who have a history of any kind of eating disorder, people who are on a medication to manage diabetes or blood sugars because this can change your blood sugars, as we'll talk about a little bit in this episode, or individuals who are massively underweight and really want to gain weight, you will lose some weight on a water fast. And that might not be a problem for you, but do understand that's something that is possible. Or if you're someone that needs to take medications with food, this might not be the ideal approach. But for most people, there is massive benefit that can be gained from doing prolonged water fasting. And I want to cover some of the research This is a direct quote from one of the pinnacle studies on these prolonged fasts. It says, prolonged fasting lasting 48 to 120 hours activates pathways that enhance cellular resistance to toxins and stress in both mice and humans. What this basically means is that fasting is a stress for our bodies. And when we do stress our bodies, it actually activates these pathways that make us more resilient and your actual cells become higher functioning. They break down old proteins. The immune cells start to recycle. And I want to unpack some of these benefits. Something that's really beneficial for prolonged fasting is it can improve your insulin sensitivity levels. So insulin is this hormone that's secreted by your pancreas, this organ that sits right in the middle of your abdomen. And insulin's job is to shuttle nutrients into your cells. Your muscle cells, your fat cells, they have insulin receptors and insulin brings glucose into cells. It brings amino acids into cells. It's this main storage hormone. And we need insulin. It's super important. But what the problem is, is when we're eating way too much sugar, we're not moving enough, we're eating too many calories, and we're just generally unhealthy, then insulin is often resistant in our bodies. We're cranking out so much insulin. It's blunting fat burning. It's not working properly. It's hanging out in the system. Well, the cool thing about fasting, either 24-hour fasting or three-day fasting, is it can enhance insulin sensitivity over the long haul. It's kind of like a little bit of an insulin reset because you're not eating food. 
You're not stimulating insulin. So those receptors get a chance to not be clogged up by a bunch of insulin. So that is a general health benefit and it's good to be insulin sensitive. This kind of prolonged fasting also reduces inflammation. It changes a lot of these inflammatory biomarkers. And a lot of people find when they have long-standing joint inflammation that it can improve when they do fasting. So that's a good benefit. There's a lot of research showing that certain of these immune system markers that fight cancers, they actually increase when we're fasting. And so it could be good. And it's actually been shown, there's a lot of research from one of the leading experts, Walter Longo, PhD, shows that doing chemotherapy alongside fasting gives greater benefit in many cases than just doing chemotherapy alone because there's this added augmented effect of fighting and detecting cancer cells. The immune system really kind of like gets like gets more sharp, I guess is a, is a fair enough word when you're in a fasted period. Fasting increases something called autophagy or autolysis. Auto means self. Phagy means to eat and consume. So what this basically means is your cells in the process of everyday normal metabolism, they build up cellular junk and debris. It's just what happens when we're active and we're doing stuff, just like how we build up garbage in our houses. Well, when we're fed all the time, we don't give the body a chance to really take out the garbage in a substantial way. But when we do not eat for a period of time, the body can get into this deeply catabolic metabolism where it takes out the cellular garbage. And what this means is cells basically get rid of damaged proteins, they recycle things, they excrete toxins out of the cells and they just generally heal. And your immune system also goes around and the immune cells that are senescent, that are damaged, that are old, that are no longer optimally functional, those get recycled. And then your stem cells get activated during a three-day fast where actually your body starts to produce more stem cells and they start to regenerate the body. Your stem cells are these master healers. And one of the best ways to activate them is actually through a deeper fasting. You do not get these deep benefits if you're constantly being fed all the time. You're constantly activating insulin. You're constantly driving amino acids in, you don't get into deeply catabolic metabolism. And just like the yin needs balanced by the yang, we need to balance fasting and catabolism with anabolism. So most people are way too anabolic, way too building up. This is a chance to really have a periodic period where you break things down for some time. Another thing that many people find when they fast is that they're mentally clear and sharp. It's because when you do fast, it releases some of these neurohormones that gives you greater clarity of focus. It actually increases something called BDNF, which is brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which is a a cellular signal that causes new neurons to grow. And it's shown that fasting can be helpful for all sorts of memory-related things like Alzheimer's and dementia. So really cool. The brain can actually heal itself too. And there's an amazing process that happens when you go through a three-day fast. So let's get into that now. What happens in a three-day fast and how do you basically do it at a high level? Well, at a high level, you basically eat no calories for three days, but you continue drinking water. And we'll get into the whole, like, should I drink teas and coffee and stuff too? We'll get into that in the back part of this discussion. But the idea is you basically give your body a break from all sorts of calorie signals for three days, but you stay hydrated and you give yourself the right kinds of minerals. And that's the whole protocol effectively. And it's not necessarily fun. It's not necessarily easy but there are amazing benefits. And that's why I want to start with you understanding the benefits because if you go ahead and you do choose to try this, it is challenging, particularly for your first time and particularly if you don't have a background of doing shorter fasts like 24-hour fasts. If you are used to doing 24-hour fasts, then this is going to be an extension of that and you already have some of the good metabolic machinery and priming to make this a more enjoyable experience for you. But here's basically what happens over a three-day fast. Over the first day, when you're not eating, your body is tapping into the stored carbohydrate stores, those glycogen stores in your muscles and your liver. And it's starting to use those to fuel the brain and it's still breaking down that sugar. And once that sugar is depleted in your body over the course of one day, 
to one and a half days, then your body is in this transition period where it needs to actually ramp up ketone production. Now, we did a separate episode on metabolic flexibility and why I believe it's so important to be have a metabolism that can burn both sugar and produce ketone bodies and not just be strictly ketogenic or strictly uh, a sugar burner. And so if you are following a fit father and fit mother lifestyle, you already have a good amount of metabolic flexibility. So in a three-day fast, you'll make the transition even more gracefully to ramping up ketone production. But many people who um, don't have a lot of metabolic flexibility, aren't following good FFP or FMP lifestyle, find that it can get pretty tough around day two when your sugar stores are tapped out and now your body is starting to kick in and do some more ketone production and burning more fat to make those ketone bodies. Until that really happens and starts to really kick in, you can feel brain fog, you can feel fatigue, you can feel lethargy, you can feel flu-like symptoms. I'm not saying you will feel this because I do these three-day fasts and I don't feel these things. I feel overly generally good with periods of being hangry, hungry, angry, and a little irritable. I mean, that happens right when we don't eat and it's kind of fun to eat. So that happens. But I just need you to know there's this transition period in the fast where the sugar gets depleted and now we're ramping up ketone production. And then ketone production really starts to kick in substantially around you know the back part of day two and into day three. And this is where people start to feel a little bit better. They start to feel the energy levels are a little bit higher. So the good thing is if you want to try a three-day fast is start with some 24-hour fast to get your body used to producing ketone bodies and get the metabolic machinery ready for an easier transition. Another thing you can do to maximize your fast too is just have a healthy meal the day before you start your fast. And this is where we'll kind of transition into some of the specific questions. But the protocol is like, let's say we're going to start the fast. Here's how exactly I would do it. If I were to start the fast tonight, and I think it is a good idea to start the fasts at night because you get the benefit of that first part of fasting you are sleeping, is I would just have a a normal healthy day today. I would make sure that I exercised for one hour of just vigorous, let's say moderate to vigorous activity. Any of our Fit Father, Fit Mother workouts inside our programs or on our YouTube channels would be a good idea. Some metabolic resistance training. And then I would have a dinner, just like a healthy, perfect plate style dinner. So half of your plate with some kind of veggies, a quarter with some kind of carbohydrate you want, quarter with some kind of protein, regular healthy dinner, not overboard, because we want to use that exercise early in the day to start to burn off some of those carbohydrate stores and not ingest too much carbohydrate, because the quicker we can deplete those carbohydrate stores, the quicker we can get into this deeply fasted state. So if you have a lower carbohydrate day the day before, and you exercise, and that is your last meal, and the fast begins, so you have dinner, let's say, early at five o'clock, and then you just start your fast. So you might not go to bed until 10 o'clock. So that's five hours into the fast. And then you might sleep for, let's just say seven hours. You're already 12 hours in, in the morning. And then what do you do that day? Well, you basically just drink water. And the water target that's ideal, I'd say, is at least three liters of water. There are four liters in a gallon. So I say at least three liters. But if you're on our FFP or FMP lifestyle, you're probably drinking more water than that already. So I say, certainly you can drink over a gallon, but just stay super hydrated. Hydration is the probably the number one key when doing a water fast because it keeps you full. It helps stabilize your energy levels. And the kind of water I recommend you drink is any kind of mineral water. So it could be a natural spring water, or if you take that gallon of water, then throw around one quarter teaspoon of some pink Himalayan salt into that water. It has a bunch of different trace minerals and it's just sodium chloride, which is good for electrolyte balance. Now there have been studies that show that your body is completely fine and able to maintain electrolyte balance without any salt added or any extra support over a three-day water fast. When you go longer fast, like seven days plus, this is where you really need to watch electrolyte balance and it's good to be under medical supervision, but your body can maintain electrolyte balance over three days just fine. But 
I still think it's a good idea to put some pink Himalayan salt in your water and have that throughout the thing. Or you could use a non-calorie electrolyte packet if you must. But again, I don't think it's even a good idea to introduce a sweet taste into your mouth during a time when you're fasting. You could definitely squeeze some lemon into your water. You can drink some herbal teas if you want. Herbal non-caffeinated ideally. So Next question we often get is like, what about caffeine? I'm used to having coffee. Well, it's an ideal scenario where we're trying to allow the body to completely rest and relax that we don't have caffeine in the system. If we're drinking coffee, for example, it does actually lead to some increased metabolism in the liver and the gallbladder because it needs to process some of these things and it increases metabolic activity. And this is a time where we ideally want to be in rest. So I would say if you absolutely must, because you know you're going to feel like total crap without it, then have one cup of coffee or one caffeinated beverage but I would say that would be max. So it could be a good idea if you want to do this kind of like I do, which is the goal of doing it several times per year is like some spring cleaning for the metabolism in the body to wean down your caffeine intake if caffeine's a part of your life and then get into the fast without any coffee or just go hardcore cold turkey, don't have anything and just allow your body not to have any new stimulating influences during the period of time when you're just drinking water. So you drink water for the first day and you pee a lot. You drink water for the second day and the third day, you just drink water. You do not eat food and calories. And do know that this is a little more of like an exercise of mental willpower than it is of like your body physically able to do this. You can do this. And in fact, your body is really good at stabilizing blood sugars naturally. There is a hormone called glucagon that rises and breaks down some of your stored carbohydrate to balance your blood sugar levels. And as your glycogen levels are going down in that first day and you're burning through the stored carbohydrate, there is that cross period where the ketone bodies are kicking in. And in that transition period, you could feel a little crummy. But that's kind of the nature of the beast. Just come back to reference this, listen to this episode and know that you're getting so many tremendous benefits to your immune system and your hormone levels by doing this kind of stuff. So just push through in those tough times and know that it's worth it. And then you push through that one hard day. Oftentimes like day two is tough for people. And then day three, you start to feel a little bit better. For people who do longer fasts, like four or five, six, seven plus days, you find that there's a weird switch that happens where you start to feel a lot more energized. You feel clean, clear, energized. There's a kick that can happen. It typically doesn't happen for most people around the three-day, but it could for you. So I'm not telling you what your experiences will be like, but I do need to say if you are feeling hangry and crummy and dizzy and low blood sugar, then it's kind of normal. But just because you feel crummy does not mean that you actually have a problem with your blood sugar levels. And what you can do is you can go to your local pharmacy, CVS, Walgreens, like whatever, and you can get a blood sugar test strip and you can actually test your blood sugar and track your levels. I saw a case study of a man who did a three-day water fast, and he actually measured his blood glucose continuously throughout the three days, as well as his ketone levels. And he found that initially he had blood sugar that was decreasing, and it got to its lowest point, but still normal on day two. And then as the ketone body started to kick up, his blood sugar rise and stabilized. So your blood sugar can totally be stable. And it's just kind of like tough it out is, is part of the experience here on the fast. I get often asked, do I need electrolytes? As I mentioned before, you do not need them, but I do think a pinch of the pink Himalayan sea salt or some trace minerals is a good idea. And I also think it is a good idea, again, to start your fast with dinner and then to break your fast again with dinner. So you've gotten through the three days. Maybe you need to take some naps. Maybe you know, maybe you felt great. You can either do these fasts on a weekend when you have downtime, which works for some people because you can really be in a relaxed state. Or for other people who fast regularly during the busy days of the week, it could be a cool idea to 
do it during the week because you're going to be more intellectually stimulated or at least you're you're busy and occupied so you're not sitting at home thinking about food because that's part of the temptation of during the fast is like you will be around people who likely will be eating food and you'll have to like exert your willpower to not have food. So whatever works best for your schedule is fine. It's probably more restorative if you do have time to really allow the body to relax. You can journal, you can pray, catch up on some shows that you want, read a great book, get your body in a more relaxed state. Another important question is, should I exercise during my fast? And the answer is yes, you can, although it's not required. If you're new to fasting, I would say don't go ahead and do like your normal vigorous workout. And even if you are doing some fasting, I would say don't do like a 10 out of 10 hard workout. What I like to do is some light strength training. So I will go ahead and do just like a couple sets of of exercise for the whole body. Maybe do some bench press, maybe do some pull-ups, maybe do some squats. And I'll do a little bit of that every single day. It's just a little bit of a stimulus. So do a little of a stimulus. I might do a light cardiovascular workout, nothing too intense, not a hit activity on a fasting day, but some lower intensity cardio for 15, 20, 30 minutes is totally fine on fasting. And I think your first water fast, maybe you go lighter on exercise and then you play around with doing it more. Many people do exercise even vigorously throughout fast and they feel fine. I like to do some light strength training, nothing like a, maybe like a 15, 20 minute workout max, as well as a little bit of light cardio can be fine, but just take a lot of walks, get outside, walk, breathe some fresh air. I remember one longer fast I did. I had the privilege of doing it and leading a group out in Hawaii. And I had an amazing day. It was like day three of the fast. My energy levels had kicked in and we were going longer than the three-day fast. And I remember running down to the beach, taking my snorkel and snorkeling for like three hours. And I was totally energized, feeling great. Like what a day and what a life. Couldn't we all just fast in Hawaii? So that was a cool experience. But I just, I want to share that because sometimes you just listen to your body and you will feel energized and ready to do things. Other times you may find that your body's in a state right now where it's really craving more relaxation. In that case, you'll have the nervous system to rest and take some more naps and sleep some more. So now let's talk about how to break the fast because this is probably the other most important thing. The actual fasting process is pretty simple. You just drink a bunch of water and you don't eat calories and you maybe do a little bit of exercise. But breaking the fast is is something that, you know, for a three-day fast is not like imperative to be super dialed in, but I will give you the dialed in. But if you do longer fasts, And you absolutely need to dial in your reintroduction of food because as you fast, your stomach is going to shrink. Your stomach is not going to be producing hydrochloric acid that it does normally to break down food. So there's a decrease in actual just digestive power and fire, if you will, while you fast. So we want to reintroduce things slowly. And the single best food... So let's say we start our fast at like 5 p.m. And then we you know, have that meal and then we go into the three days of water and we're going to be breaking our fast again at dinner. The single best food I believe to break your fast is fruit. Fruit is the best food to wake up your digestive system because it's easy to digest. It's full of water and good vitamins and minerals. And so I recommend like a mono fruit meal. You pick one type of fruit and use that to wake up your digestive system. So it could be for me, I often do a melon, like half of a watermelon or a cantaloupe. And you just have that and you allow your digestive system to just like be with the fruit, wake up a little bit. And then I'd say an hour to two hours later, you can actually have a proper meal like you'd normally have. But the fruit is a good way to kind of like wake it up. And so if you're trying to have your dinner to break the fast at five o'clock, maybe you have your fruit at like four o'clock and then you have dinner at five, five thirty or something like that. But fruit is something very good. If you're not a fan of fruit, then you can also use broths. Like a bone broth is a great idea. You can do soups or something like that. Just not really hard to digest foods. So it would not be a good idea to just like have a giant steak or something like that immediately after a fast. It's good to have something light to reintroduce into the system. Other light and easy to digest foods, eggs, avocado, 
If you tolerate dairy, yogurts, these are all great foods to kind of have on that first day. And then you have that first light meal. Then maybe you have your full-blown dinner or you just have a light meal that day. And then you can go back to completely normal eating the next day. The cool thing about a three-day fast is it's not so long that it causes a profound change to your gastrointestinal system where you need to be super, super gentle. That's the case if you do longer fast, but for the short ones, three days, you don't necessarily need to. So that's the summary of this thing. And I'd say for optimal health, I believe we can do this a couple times per year. And you kind of treat it as like spring cleaning for your body, an exercise of mental discipline and willpower and something that's phenomenally good for you. I think it's also helpful to fast with friends. The last one I did was with my buddy, Clay. We weren't in the same house. We just both did it like simultaneously. And we would just give each other a call or a text and like, hang in there, buddy. How you doing? Oh, not great. Okay, cool. And like, it's fun to do these things with other people. So maybe you find a friend and you go throughout the challenge of doing a three-day pass. I promise you this, if you're committed enough and you see the benefits enough and you're willing to just say, yes, I'm going to do this thing, you can do it. You can push through. And the more you do this, the better you get at them. And then you can explore how, how fasting and these deeper fasts can lead to profound benefits and more regularly a part of your routine. So I hope you found this valuable, my friend. Three-day fasting, very good. One of the only things that I know of really activating the stem cells of your body naturally without any other intervention. If that's not enough of a reason for you to try this, I don't know what is. So go forth. If you feel called to do this, do a three-day fast. And I look forward to hearing about what your experience is like. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode. Uh